What is up, Brewskies? We are here yet again to the One Reel In podcast. This is Adam Obesius Rodriguez with, as always, Marco Dupa. What's up? The illustrious co host with the most. Glad to be here. Uh, we. Well, uh, <laughs> glad to be here physically. You've already said enough. <laughs> uh, we're here to continue an illustrious series that we began long ago. Uh, uh, Oscar contenders, right? That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We do Oscar contenders. Um, award when award season comes around, we we like to hop on those and we and we what, look at it with a critical eye. Right. Say. So it, uh, an early contender, I'd say. Yeah, we're starting the year off right. Agreed. Um, we have Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Netflix's Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, that was a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it can be defined as a movie. <clears throat> defined as as a movie, it, it was feature length. Yeah, it had actors. It sure did. Yeah, directing. Yeah, I, I put that in uh, two two asterisks. Uh-huh. Directing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, writing. Right. It was filmed. It was edited. Yeah. Distributed. Uh huh. People saw it. A we lot of people saw. We it. saw it. A lot of people saw this yeah. movie. According to Netflix's numbers, they did gangbusters with this. Mm. So, and I mean, ah. I'm sure we'll get into it, but pretty critically acclaimed movie. <laughs> like considering his track record, it's uh, not. It's it's not his lowest rated movie. Absolutely not. Um, I'm I'm gonna pull up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this baby, just because it is you know obviously super important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So for Army of the Dead, we're looking at. Oh, I have an ad blocker up. Uh, boo! Pull, pull it up for me. I'm not going to disable for them. I'm just not going to. I I, I wouldn't have you. I, I have personal have convictions, and I'm not going to disable my ad blocker. I, I, I I'm sorry, it. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh fuck them! Yeah. Now we got to disable our ad blockers for everything. I'm not going to do it. They don't. They don't get enough. Uh, revenue. revenue? Not ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Hold on, give me two shakes of a lamb's tail. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Sixty-eight percent. It's still sitting at a sixty-eight percent, five point nine percent on IMDb, mm-hmm. and a fifty-seven percent meta score, Metacritic score. Okay. So, by all accounts, a decent to average movie. Is you, it though? Do you agree with <laughs> is that it, statement? Is it? Is it though? <laughs> I I would just like to say, and I said this to you, and I've watched it. Sixty eight percent is just incredibly generous. We will get into exactly why we think that. I don't want you guys at home to think that this is just going to be an hour of us ragging on this movie. If you like it, I'm happy for you. Uh, just so you know ahead of time. Zack Snyder goons. <laughs> <laughs> We're not against Zack Snyder as a concept. Not against Zack Snyder. We're not against Black Superman as a concept. Definitely not. Um, good job. Uh, but we, you know, there's some issues with the movie. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the issues. Um, anyway. Shall we start with a synopsis of the film? Please do. Of the film, of the film. If you're, if you're one of the... If you're not one of the 74 million people is what they reported to have watched in the first week. 
If you're not one of those people, here you go. Right. Spoilers. I think that's a given, but we should always announce it. Spoilers. Right there. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, obviously the star of the show is Dave Batista. As, and let me tell you right now, I remembered nobody's name in this movie. <laughs> Not a single person. I remember his and his only because okay. of the French dude, the safe cracker, uh-huh. uh, goes, Scott Ward. Okay. That's yeah. the only reason I remember that name. <laughs> his name is Scott Ward. <laughs> uh, of course, he is the quintessential uh, like ex-military commando guy mm-hmm. uh, who's now down on his luck. Yeah. Uh, we get via flashbacks that uh, he has a tragic past, of course. Uh, where he had to kill his wife, who was infected by this zombie disease that was started by... Marco, please explain how the zombie thing began. <laughs> I saw you tweeting about it. Oh, Adam. Oh, I almost I almost turned it off. I almost turned it off. <laughs> this movie starts with... It made me more excited. Really? It did. It, it angered me. <laughs> I was so like, how am I supposed to... Here's the thing. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Is it tongue in cheek? Is it really? Is it's, it? It's dick and is mouth. it so? Is it dick and mouth? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it so obviously bad as to uh, wink at the audience? Like, right. of course, this is how it would start. Something stupid like this, or is it so? Is it just written so poorly, and that's why I'm angry? I still don't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. This military caravan is moving just outside of Nevada. They're moving cargo, precious cargo, which for some reason, no one knows what's in it. Right. Which, okay, sure. Your response is, well, it's classified. It's it's hinted at that they came from Area 51. Right. So, yes. super top secret. We don't know what this thing is. Fine. It could be aliens. Fine. All of that is fine. Yep. They don't need to know what's in it. You know what they do need to know, though? How fucking dangerous it is mm-hmm. if it's opened. What if one of the dudes got curious? What if they had, I don't know, a car accident, which is exactly <laughs> what they have because some dude is getting a blowjob and he's going the opposite way. And <clears throat> let me just let me just say another thing. Mm. There's a little bit of TMI. Okay. But I've gotten roadhead before. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry to the parents and wow. to the and to the children who watch this show. I'm uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it's just the truth. I just have to speak my truth. We're here to normalize sex, Marco. Right. There's no judgment here. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And not once have I laid my head back <laughs> <laughs> and just let the car careen off <laughs> to the, to the oncoming lane. No or one a military caravan. <laughs> No one's that good. I'm just gonna no say, one's no that one's good. that good. <laughs> no, no one's that, that good. good. So of course it careens, hits head on, explodes, explodes like like there's TNT in the car, destroys half of the caravan for some re- somehow somehow everyone's yeah. dead except for like two guys. The thing slides off the door. The thing that was housing this thing, which we don't know yet. Yeah. A lot of things going on here. It just it just comes apart. This 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 thing that was supposed to be top secret, mm-hmm. locked up, was supposed to get 
to wherever they were going, some military base off of Area 51 for some reason, just opens up, (laughs) spits out a zombie. Yeah. Zombie goes hog wild as it would do. You know what? Another thing that pissed, another thing that really angered me Mm -hmm. when he radios in and he's like, we just got into an accident. How's how's the payload? Payload's compromised. You and your team need to get the fuck out of there. That's what she says to him. She doesn't say she doesn't say, all right. Listen to me carefully. You guys need to pack up and get out of there. At first she does. She's like, you guys need to go. You need to go. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what? And he's like, you need to get the fuck out of there. Mm -hmm. You and your team, get the fuck out. This is a guy who's in the military. Right. Your your contact for this top secret mission, you don't even know what's in the thing. Your contact is telling you, not, sir, you need to get away from the thing. Get the fuck out. And what does he do? Oh, Hold on a moment. Hey. Hey, uh. We, there's somewhere to go. We need to get out of here, guys. Let's, uh, Wrap let's, it up. Let's Come pack on. it up. Let's get out of here. And then, of course, the zombie, you know, rips them to shreds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the two dudes get away, or they think they get away. Mm. They run, I don't know, 30 paces <laughs> yeah. away, and they're laughing. Yeah. They're la- they just saw a monster destroy half their team, and they're laughing. Yeah. He catches up to them. He murders them. Of course, obviously. Of course, of course. And then they make their way to Vegas, mm-hmm. and that's how the outbreak starts. Right. Oh, oh! I wanted a, 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 a special mention to uh, the um, glorious, gory ways. Um, whoever imagined these zombie kills? Yeah. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm. The guy getting his jaw just ripped, ripped. off his face. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, uh huh. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. You see, and we'll get back to this, but I was really hoping that this was setting the, the entire, like, language of what this movie would be moving forward. If it was Which just... was goofy and... Goofy, gory, <clears throat> dumb, in a good way, yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I would have loved to yeah. have seen. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. We're now in this uh, post-zombie world where it's been contained just to Vegas, right? It's just all the zombies are trapped within the walls of Vegas. Which, now that having seen the trailer and then having seen the movie, makes a lot more sense because mm. the mo- the trailers made it seem like there was a zombie outbreak and then this is like 15 years after the outbreak. Right. And now people are scrounging civilization together. And they're not. There's yeah. an entire civilization. Oh, no, everything is fine. It's all just, we lost was one city. Right. It's just It's contained within Vegas. So, yeah, yeah. Interesting idea, I guess. But there now, this is where you're going to have to help me fill in some of the blanks because uh, I, I, I may have just bad movie amnesia. <laughs> I don't remember why there's, like, an encampment around Vegas that they're, like, forcing people into labor. So they're not forced into labor. What they are is people who have been suspected to have been infected. Ah. Because the science is still out on, okay, how does it present itself mm-hmm. in, in humans? And uh, it becomes this whole political thing where they're, uh, you know liberals are saying that they are basically POWs mm-hmm. and they need to be let out of there. And there are volunteers coming in to help too. Yeah. So that's what that is. It's an encampment just outside of people who survived it, Vegas. Did, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, so basically there, nobody's infected. In the encampment area, right? But they're just being held there for the, because the government to wants be to be safe. And yeah. yeah. Um. So that's the sort of the state of 
Vegas. It's a completely it, it's the zombies land now. Yes. Different movie, Zombieland. Better movie. Better movie. Um so uh, essentially our our hero is tasked with presented with an opportunity to make a huge score of money that is locked in a safe in Vegas. Of course it's going to be dangerous. He'll have to find his own way in there, uh, assemble a crew. Yeah. The typical heist movie type. Yes. All ideas. the hallmarks of a good heist movie. Right. Assemble your crew. Exactly. So that's what happens. Which, by the way, I, I will say there's flashes of a good movie in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But there's flashes of good movies in this. And you know me. Uh, this is right up my alley. Or it screamed right up my yeah. alley. Yeah. And and turned out to not be, but some of the flashes of it, like assemble your <coughs> assembling the team, the big score. Yeah, you've got all the you've got all the good you've got good team members. You've got the safe cracker. You've got you know the 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 gung ho guy. You've got the leader of the team. You've got the pilot, the, the pilot, mm-hmm. the quintessential like beautiful woman who's also a badass. Like you've got a good team. Yeah, here. yeah, stereotypical and and cliched, but it works for a reason. But exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, that, but that's exactly what happens. They they assemble the crew. Um, I should say too, uh, there the entire encampment thing is a, a completely obvious, you know, hammered uh, uh, approach to some kind of political sim- symbolism and yeah, the whole uh, yeah, it's very very border kids in cages. Am I right? <laughs> am I right, guys? Right, right. So it's it's all that. Um, every every statement he tries to make in this is very like right, guys. You know what I'm saying? Ham fist. <laughs> I mean, the president. <laughs> yeah. I, although I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought that was kind of funny. It was funny. It, it was, was funny. It, yeah. was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, the president is uh, completely reckless. <laughs> yeah. Decides to nuke. And he's like, Vegas. He he wanted to do it on the Fourth of July, and it, and he's advised not to. And he was like, he pushes it for today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he reportedly thought it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, that's, okay. that's funny. I'm in. I'm that's in. Funny. So yeah. They um they assemble the crew. Mm-hmm. They're able to find somebody who can get them in a coyote. Uh, again, more yeah. more charged language. Yes, <laughs> with the border. Yeah. Um. So she's not a coyote though. She's the, the coyote. coyote. Yeah. As if there was. She's the only one. Right. And that that word That's was it. made up for her. That's it. She's the coyote. The coyote. Um. With the team is, uh, of course, somebody who's representing the company who. Got because, them to do the job course, to begin yeah. with, yeah. Um, so the entire time you're like, he's he's not a good guy. No. You know, he's not a good guy. No, and it's gonna all come crashing down because of him. Yeah, from the very beginning. Uh, anyway, they get in. We find out that the zombies actually have almost like a society going on. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone who thinks this is kind of an original <clears throat> idea, it's not really. It's kind of going along the ways that George Romero's zombies went eventually. Yeah. With, uh, uh, with like Day of the Dead, yeah, um, and uh, what was one after that with John Logazamo? Um, uh, yeah, I know, I know which one you're talking about. That one was actually pretty decent too. I went to the theaters and saw it, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, but anywho, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not that's not even an original idea to have them have a society and have kind of. Um, devolved and re-evolved, I guess you right. could say. To have some semblance of uh, brains, you know? 
Was it Land? No, no, yeah, it's Land of the Dead. Yeah. Land of the Dead. 2005. Um, yeah, good movie. Yeah, I, I liked it. At least at the time. Yeah. But anyway, so there's like a, a I mean, almost like a kingdom involved where there's a queen and a yeah. king of the dead. The king is the original zombie. Yeah. The patient zero yeah. of this entire thing who went out and killed all those the soldiers. Yeah. Well, we don't know where this guy came from. Right. Like you said, it's heavily implied that he came from Area 51. But <clears throat> I saw an Easter egg that apparently, even though Zack Snyder said this movie and his Dawn of the Dead aren't connected, mm-hmm. they are connected. Hmm. There is a, there's an Easter egg where um, Tig Nataro's character is looking at her phone, and there's a news blurb that says, 04 Milwaukee zombie outbreak, new details explained. Hmm. So apparently... We are living in a time frame where that shit that happened in Dawn of the Dead did happen. It was contained. We were mm. able to restart society. That happened in 04 when the movie came out. Right. And then apparently uh, they contained it and then we were able to we were able to get back to a semblance of like a normal society, which kind of explains why everyone kind of treats the zombies as if They've kind of been They're there normal. before. Yeah. yeah. Everyone just says the word zombie and everyone just kind of treats it like, yeah, I mean, zombies. Yeah. We all know you shoot them in the head, you break the brain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like yeah. everyone kind of is very matter of fact about it. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they are in uh, The Walking Dead later seasons where, yeah. ev- where it just becomes part of the landscape of the land. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, they're. They're walkers over there. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The entire generation that was born after the outbreak. Yes, they all just, just it's grew up knowing zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I just thought that was really interesting, interesting. Because when I first watched the movie, I was mad that they did treat it so matter of fact. Mm-hmm. That they were like that you have the one outbreak and now everyone's just like acting like Well, the thing <laughs> the thing is, you can still be mad about that, because I am. Okay. <laughs> because if they wanted to make that uh point that linked those movies and made sense in in a canonical way they should have done it you're right it should have been obvious in a more outright way yeah and then it would have explained it should have just mentioned it yeah yeah just offhand a character just goes yeah that shit that happened in milwaukee Mm -hmm. it happened again in vegas and right boom we get it now we're in it makes sense now all all of that wraps up why everybody's treating this the way that they're treating yeah so i'm you know genuinely i'm surprised they didn't do that because the way that movies work nowadays, why not make like a an of the dead universe of Zack Snyder movies? Yeah, yeah, it, definitely. It, it teased it up for a, a sequel after that. Oh, this, I mean, yeah, you can tell Zack Snyder does this thing where in every movie that he makes, he's like, I'm going to plant little things just in case the studio gives me money to <laughs> yeah. do this again. Uh-huh. Every fucking movie, he's he's got to be... The most optimistic filmmaker in the history of cinema. Like, he's just yeah. so, like, you know, they said they were going to give us money. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I want Green Lantern. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, somebody said that they would do it, and eh, we're going to do it. I don't know. Aim for the stars and land with Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and no matter what gets thrown his way. He just pu- he, he just keeps pushes going forward, he man. Keeps going. You gotta respect. It. I you gotta listen, respect. Honestly, it. with with the press run that he's been on these past like year and a half, 
I have nothing but love and respect and admiration for Zack Snyder. Yes. As a person. As a person. Yes. As a guy who just gets stuff done, mm-hmm. my hat is off. I, I find him super entertaining. Yeah. Super cool. Mm-hmm. I want him to keep making movies and being successful. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, as we've sort of hinted at, where the movie goes from here once they've gotten into this uh, in, invaded Vegas it's absolutely completely like by the numbers i'd almost say boring yeah uh a uh, zombie action movie i mean it's it's infuriating how quickly it devolves into just every movie you've ever seen ever that yeah. has zombies or dead in the name it's so it's infuriating there are and and like you said, there are hints at really cool ideas planted within it that yeah. could have been good in another circumstance. But like, uh, probably the coolest scene for me in the entire movie was uh, them sneaking around when the zombies are hibernating or whatever. Yeah, that was cool. Like, I love that. I thought that was really creepy, really cool visuals, and yeah. like it felt like it felt scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The yes. only time in that movie I felt like on edge. Watching it was yeah. that. Uh, the rest of it was is essentially a big shoot 'em up. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, and so yeah, and and that's part. That's partly where my issues start with this movie is that scene because it is done so well. And then the one girl who's with Guzman, I do remember his name for some reason because they say it a lot. Yeah. The girl who's with Guzman, she apparently is the only person. Who picks up on her and Tignataro are the only people mm-hmm. who pick up on the fact that the guy who's with the company is obviously there to <laughs> double, double cross, cross them. them. Yeah, she's the only one who picks up on that. Yeah, and of course she's at the back of the line with him, and of course it, he takes this moment to double cross her. Why are they so spread out that he had enough time to throw the glow stick? No one notices. Including her or the person ahead of him. That made no sense to me either. Zero like, sense. The, the spatial like awareness of of where people are in this scene is completely off. It makes no sense because they're like in a conga line at first. Yeah, and then suddenly these two are off like fifteen, like, 15 feet, feet. Yeah, until uh, the point like uh, let's use like a uh, uh, horror nights <laughs> statistics yeah, right for this. Like they're like three groups ahead. Yes, to the point you can't see them anymore. Yes. Enough that whatever is going on behind them, the screaming, the knives, the gunshots, they're like, huh, huh. what's going on back there? Keep it down. <laughs> These zombies are sleeping. Yeah. And uh, that's the moment he he takes the double crosser. He throws the glow stick like a mile away. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how she was able to find it mm-hmm. after. And, uh, oh, I guess I, I should explain that as they're going through the hibernating zombies, that's the way that they decided to, they cleared a path. They didn't want to touch them. So they're dropping glow sticks. So everyone knows where to go. Yeah. Which to your point, if that's the case, everyone should be holding on to Mm -hmm. each other, shoulder to shoulder, right? That's how military guys do it. One guy's ahead. He's taking point. The other guy taps the other guy on the shoulder. Let them know I'm here. I'm ready to move. I'm right behind you. Right. That's what you're as a a military expert. Yes, (laughs) obviously. And even if that's not the case, even if all that is bullshit and it's just in the movies, this is the movies. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like it doesn't matter what is real per se. We were talking to Travis, remember? I asked him, so 
what's the deal with like making sure things are uh, Travis stuntman obviously shout out yeah check out the episode if you haven't what's the deal with like making sure things are like moves and and uh, uh, you know your your form and all that stuff is legit like to real fighting in martial arts and he said not at all <laughs> yeah. it needs to look good <laughs> yeah and uh, like that's the point is like it needs to translate to film yeah so even if that's not necessarily how things are done for real that's how we know it to be yeah so that's how you assume especially somebody that's a leading this team is a mercenary the, the ex-military gigantic man yeah you figure he told them we're going to do it this way. Right. 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 So it's not done that way. No. And for some reason, of course, conveniently, these two characters end up yeah. far away from each other because one already suspects the other of foul play and she meets her end. See, and that's and that, it, it, it's so boring. It's exactly. <laughs> it's, boring. it's just so like, of course, they end up at the back. Of course he double crosses her. The only surprising thing was she, that she made it out. Now, yeah. when she makes it out, I got out of my seat. Mm -hmm. I was like, dope. Mm -hmm. So she's going to survive. They're going to jack this no. guy. No. Nope. No, she just dies. A little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of dying off screen, she gets her cute little sacrificial death. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I, I didn't need that. Yeah. Because I don't know her. Mm -hmm. So when she dies like that, you know what it does to me? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> same, I, I would say again, talking about uh, emotional aspects of this movie, obviously there's an entire B-plot about uh, Ward and his daughter. Uh -huh. He doesn't want her to come with them. Yeah. She comes anyway. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the, there's some contention there because she had to see him kill... The wife, yeah, in front of her, obviously traumatic, yada yada yada. Yeah, we don't know these characters really though at this point. No, like, it, it like I like Ward because he's Batista. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm -hmm. Like he he's an action guy, and I like him for that. The entire plot about him trying to rekindle the relationship that he had with his daughter sucks. Also, seen it. Yes. How many times do we need to see this? I, again, any time it would go to that, trying to make me feel anything, I went, I feel nothing for these I've two. I've got nothing. I've got nothing for you. I'm feel sorry. Nothing. Um, anywho's. So they continue with their plan mm -hmm. to find the money. Oh, oh, before we even move on. Guzman, there's that, that moment where she dies. Mm -hmm. He, no, 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 right before she dies, it's just the white dude comes back. Yeah. And he's like, where's whatever her face is? And he's like, I don't know. She was right behind me. And he was like, bullshit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you guys were together. I don't believe you. And then she busts out of the wall with all the zombies and shit. And then she sacrifices her, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then you know what they do about that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. They just drop that whole subplot. Yeah. Yep. So no, like that was it. 
There's no tension. There's no. They're just outside walking together. There, I was fully expecting once they got outside of that underground area that they would look and they would see they'd be on the outside, and then the scene would cut to Guzman going, "What the fuck, bro?" and fighting the guy. Mm-hmm. Then we find out that he's double crossing us or something, and then they feed yeah. him to the zone or something. Something, some kind of tension needed to happen there. Instead, they just go, "Guess she's dead now." <laughs> yeah. And then they just move on. We'll move on. It's fine. And then there's no mention of it. Yeah. And then that's it. Making way for him to double cross them later. Uh, yet again. And then everyone go, oh, I can't oh believe my he's goodness. done this. <laughs> he locked it. He locked the door again. I, c- I can't believe you've done I this. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. So anyway, I'll, I'll keep it brief because I really want to get to more of our criticisms because okay. that's the fun part. Should, okay, so we like kind of go through the movie, and then we should say some nice things about it. Okay, because I feel like we got about forty-five minutes of criticism. Hey, I said the zombies hibernating was a really cool visual, you really did. cool scene. You did say a good, probably thing. my favorite scene of the entire movie. Yes, you did. Yep, you did. I said a nice. I said a nice. You did. You said a nice. I said a nice. You said a nice. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, let's see at this point they, so they're out and now they're moving on to the actual hotel because they had to go under, right? Right. They had to go underground. They already fed a security (laughs) guard who was a rapist. Right. That was the very beginning that allowed them to have passage into. Yeah. We skipped that. That's pretty important. Yeah. Because that establishes that they have a society. Right. Or a kingdom, right. or a, a, a monarchy of monarchy, some kind. Yeah, yeah. So and it sacrificed rapists to yes. And it seems like the king of this entire thing, the original zombie, has like a power to bring, make more zombies, right? Well, not just a, fast zombies. Yeah, he has a power yeah. to create the Smart. dawn of the dead zombies yes. in, instead of the. Uh, Night, Night of, of the dead. Living Dead Zombies. Right, right. <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead Zombies are just like, that's just fodder. Shamblers. He's shamblers, that's what they call them. He is creating an army of the dead. Ah. And so, yes, they feed the rapist to him, mm-hmm. and he assesses the guy, and he says, hmm, military training. I can use this guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Bites him gently. Yeah. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> just a little, just a little taste. Just licks them on the ear. You like that? I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna take him in the back. I'm keep working on this. <laughs> okay, so they've made it. Yes, <clears throat> we're in the hotel now, right? We've mm-hmm. got most of the team. Uh oh, th- another subplot that's completely useless. The uh, the daughter's friend is also right in there that is that is only serviced in the end of the movie to Mm -hmm. get us where we get to right because otherwise it just doesn't make a lot of sense for what transpires to transpire Mm -hmm. you know it just doesn't make any sense what (laughs) why doesn't the king just kill them what is he saving them for now, I actually looked this up, and it turns out he wants <clears throat> to make babies with them. Ew. 
(laughs) Now, here's the thing. For a second there, I thought maybe that's what he was keeping them for. Because there's yet another subplot (laughs) in which the zombie queen is hinted at having a baby. Not hinted at. Well, early on, it's hinted oh, at. Oh, right, right. He, like, okay. touches her belly. Yeah, and, and they all cheer and shit. Right, right. So it's hinted at early. We find out later that she does have a baby. A little zombie blue baby. <laughs> a little zombie blue baby. Yeah, a little Smurf. <laughs> and, um... A little blue baby. They never explain, though, explicitly, that the reason why he's keeping those women is also to... Breed. Breed with? To make a zombie-human hybrid or something? Right. I don't really understand... Because, again, like, if she was, if if the queen zombie was already pregnant, there'd be no need for keeping, keeping these, uh, live women. Because yeah. he's not doing, like, in vitro, in vitro fertilization with them. Like, he's not right. taking their eggs right. in order to put them in the zombie queen. I, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of questions is all I'm trying to say. But I, I, looked, I looked it up, actually, because that was something that kind of stuck in my mind. I was like, what was that about? Yeah. And it turned out in an interview, Zack Snyder was like, yeah, we have like a rape theme with our King Zombie and it's really gross and really weird. Okay, but it's just not explicit enough. It's not. It's not. And if you're going to do that, you have to go further than that to explain why that's the case. They don't need to be raped. No. But we just need a little explanation as to what he's doing. For us to at at least like give us some visual storytelling to let us know that's what he intends to do. Yeah. You know like uh, Like grab one and go behind closed doors and then she comes out like she's not dead like later on you find her and she's like disheveled mm -hmm. and beaten but not dead and you're like oh he raped her. He didn't bite her. He raped her. I mean even if not just to know like to show Okay, let's do some. Let's do some uh, let's, Monday Monday morning uh, filmmaking this. here. Let's workshop this. What if? Because I agree with you. I, I think that uh, unfortunately, rape is used too much as a clutch or uh, clutch as a crutch. Crutch. Yes, <laughs> as a crutch uh, in cinema and in, in TV mm-hmm. for shock value. So don't even don't even have it go all that way. I, I I think even if they just show him like frustrated at like the queen zombie not being pregnant or something, you know, <clears throat> or if he does anything like sexual with them, like if he licks mm-hmm. one of them or something that I mean, you know, just something that implies that he's not saving them for dinner that he's saving them to impregnate them just something that implies there is a sexual theme going on and not just that like you know mm-hmm. this is fourth meal right <laughs> right know? right that's what it come came off as too is like if you don't catch like that i it, it's not even really that hinted at just like that idea if you don't think of that idea being yeah. a thing. Right. If your brain doesn't go in that direction, like, oh, you're he's just, just never going to. He's just saving them to eat later. To eat the, yeah, to eat later. Or you don't even have to imply anything with those women. Imply, like, have carcasses, like, thrown against the wall or something of women who uh, he had captured before who didn't who weren't able to keep the baby and kind of imply that like they weren't bitten. They were, they were killed out of his frustration, right? Uh Something that says that he's not going to eat them later because 
all that we know about zombies is that they want to eat humans, mm-hmm. right? So going off of your own knowledge of the of the tropes, that's the first thing that your mind's going to leap to. Unless you're like a freak and you're like, well, maybe he wants to fuck them. <laughs> like, if somebody was sitting next to me and was like, he going to fuck them. I'd be like, dog, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why did your brain go there? Uh-huh. No shame because he would have been right. Yeah. <laughs> but still, my brain was like, he's saving them to eat later. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think that he was using them as like uh, uh, geishas. Like he's going to come back for them later. What 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 about this? What if he, the, the king zombie, like treated them really nice yeah. instead? Yeah. And they knew in the back of their heads, like, he's intending on this. Yeah. And it's just like his reptile brain... Like trying to make sense of being romantic, yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I mean, you know, the, the the all of the all of these weird things that animals do in the animal kingdom to show a potential mate that they're ready to get busy, fluming their feathers, yeah. doing weird dances, anything. So as a human, he would try to be nice, but he's also a monster, right? Mm. So yeah, that would be cool. Like he sets them up in a room and he's gentle with them, doesn't know how else to be to let them know. That that's what he wants to do. Instead, he grabs the one girl by her hair and slams her against the wall. He almost <laughs> murders that girl. What if? What if? I'm writing. I'm writing this movie. Yeah, yeah. What if? Really going in on this part. What if they ended up being like Stockholm syndrome? Oh no, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and really, like, wanted like they started like a human cult. For the zombie army. Okay. And it was, it became almost vampiric <coughs> because these zombies are starting to get smart enough that they can actually, like, you know, communicate and stuff. Right. So, what if it becomes this thing of, like, this, this entire cult of humans that want to be zombies, mm. but want to be the smart zombies, the right. fast, smart zombies, and right. can only be bitten by this guy to do it. So, they're like. Because they're technically immortal after that, right? Yeah. Right. Other so, than... maybe there's, like, a death immortality cult uh, yeah. that brews from this. And then, like, the the daughter gets double crossed hmm. by these girls who she thought she was saving. Okay, but actually are like indoctrinated into okay. this zombie army. But that's an that's an entirely different movie, which I would love to watch. That's Army of the Dead Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> they just they spend. So, they, by the way, this is a two and a half hour movie. It's too long. It's way too long. It's too long. And yet it feels like it goes a mile a minute. Yeah. It feels super rushed. And it's so long. Zack Snyder has this innate ability to make things feel like they're lasting forever and <laughs> also feel like a fucking cocaine trip. Where yeah. you're like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. There's a lot. It moves and a lot. at a pace that is so fast because it's the way that it's it's the way that it's written things happen and then characters just move on yeah and so we don't have we don't take any time to feel or explore what just happened the characters don't take any time to explore those things we just move on yeah and so that gives you this feeling that there is a we're going we're going we're in a rush which we are right yeah. there is a time frame because they're about to nuke the city right which, which gets pushed up which but yeah so they had 96 hours to do to operate. The, now they have an hour and a half. Again, not really just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I know that we're trying to make sense of things that don't make sense, 
but this in particular, they're working on a time frame of four, three days, four days, mm-hmm. and then he moves it up to an hour and a yeah, half. They have the rest of their day to finish it. There's no way they were prepared for that. No, <laughs> no. Like they prepared and, for four days and, to operate, and then Tignataro's having issues with the helicopter. She can't get it. I mean, it's on fire at some moments. Yeah. And then she's able to, spoiler alert, get it in the air somehow. We're going to talk about Tignataro, by the way. <coughs> We're going to talk about Tignataro. Sure we are. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so anyway, look, to, to I, I don't want to harp on this this plot line much, much longer. Sure, sure, sure. Because sure. there's not much to it. Watch the movie if you really want to know all the details. Uh, essentially, here's the deal. They... they they find the the safe that they yeah. have to get into. The safe cracker does his thing. After they, ha- I also like that scene too, where they distract the zombie to go go through the super fun. Yeah, so the, much fun. The booby traps. I like uh, that a lot. Yeah, that was a good time. Those uh, guys have a lot of good chemistry. Yes, they were yes. fun together. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so they they finally start working on the safe. We find out that the time's been pushed up. Mm-hmm. So. Suddenly, there's this uh, renewed urgency. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they're able to get into the safe. Uh, <coughs> remind me, what's going on on the other side of the plot while this is happening? Okay, so while they're cracking the safe, at this point, the coyote and um, white devil, who's going to double-cross them. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call him white devil because that's that's the trope he is, just the white guy who's bad <laughs> okay. in the movie. right. They have made it back up to the surface. They have lured the queen. They have chopped her head off. Right. And White Devil says, do you know how much money this is worth? It's worth way more than what's in that vault. Mm. Why do you think we're here? And the audience is supposed to go, oh, my God. But anybody with half a brain that has been eaten by zombies goes, well, duh. (laughs) That's why they're there. Who's seen aliens? Right. Like, of course, that's why they're there. Yeah. Either he's there to... He's 1,000% there to double-cross them. That's easily established by anybody. Even a fucking four-year-old knows that. Yeah. So he's either there to take the money and kill them, or he's there to take a zombie. I mean, that was... I was, t- I was talking with my family about this, and I was like, that, that wasn't like super clear to you guys? <laughs> like That was obvious that that's what he was going to do. Yeah. No fucking shit. And the reason that it was super obvious is because... <clears throat> um, the Japanese guy, the guy who sets up the, the bankroll of the job. Right. Um, he, when, when uh, Batista's character finally Blythe contacts Naka. him and says uh, that he's ready to go, he's in his house with like four military dudes. Right. So that is obviously Zack Snyder going, there's a lot more going on than you think. <laughs> and it's like, no, there isn't. Because no. everything I think is what's it's, it's going what's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I've seen the movie before, sir. I've seen a movie. I've seen your movies. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So that's the subplot that's happening at the same time as them getting the money out of the vault. Right. So then they finally get the money. But at this point, the king knows that his queen is dead Mm -hmm. and his baby's dead. Right. And he sends everybody after them. So that's what that that's why they get ambushed Mm -hmm. in the vault. They should have been able to just get out of there. But they got ambushed yeah. because Homeboy took the head. Yep. And then the coyote replaces the head with some 
like a money counter or a mm-hmm. box or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a money counter, which I don't know why they would need a money counter when there's $50 million <laughs> in that vault. What are they going to do? Sit there with that mini money counter and I, just... I think it's symbolism. Yeah. So at this point, uh, they get ambushed. A couple of people die. Oh, oh, we've got to talk about the way that the love interest gets killed. <laughs> Oh, yes, my yes. goodness. Yes, they're all running. Uh, uh, t- uh, was it? It wasn't to an elevator. It was away from an elevator. Right? No, this was before. This is as the elevator opens up. <sighs> right. Yeah. Right. Immediately, we we have a little touching moment of of uh, what's his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a we get so a, Scott Ward. We get a second for Scott Ward to finally feel something, yeah. anything. His wife. He had to kill his own wife mm-hmm. with a knife through her head. Yep. And, and and his daughter hates him for it. And he's got to live with this knowledge. And then you find out that his partner in this, she has loved him from the jump mm-hmm. with, because, of course, of course, she has. Of course. And she finally professes her love. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, I thought I, I thought I fucked that up. And it's like, oh, so you were into her, too. Mm-hmm. And you guys just never spoke about it. And... Anyway, I'm not going to uh, diagnose all of their other problems in their <laughs> relationship. But we finally, so th- it seems like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. That's a good thing. He's mm. finally got something going on. Elevator opens up. Zombies are in the elevator. They grab her head <laughs> and twist <laughs> it all the way around. <laughs> and, so then then she, and she goes, just <laughs> 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 blood <laughs> comes out. She's still so like she smiling. on the ground. <laughs> And then she's crushed. She has one single tear come out of her twisted head. head. And Batista is just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. I genuinely reacted when that happened. I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> that is wild. That's my point. I wish this movie was just really good zombie kills. Yeah, it just needed to be more fun. Of because here's the thing. The problem with that is, like, that zombie kill was awesome. And that scene is hilariously just inappropriate. The problem is, it's just followed by, like, or I guess preceded by such an easy trope of, like, oh, we're going to have this tender moment, and then something's going to happen in one of them. Right, of course. Right? Either Batista was going to have to sacrifice himself, or she was going to die. It was so painfully obvious. And the problem... With Zack Snyder's movies and with his writing is that he comes up to the precipice of something that is so painfully obvious. And instead of going this way to subvert our expectations, he goes, no, 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 we're going to do going. it. Yeah, let's, let's keep doing like, that. But dude, you are smart enough and clever enough to understand that you're playing with tropes. Yeah. But for some reason, and I don't want to insult his intelligence or his artistic ability because there seems to be a semblance of that in all the things that he does. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he just cannot bring himself to subvert any of the things that he that any of the tropes that he uh, that he uses in these yeah, movies. He, he, I just don't understand it. It they're so clear and obvious and I think he's a man who <clears throat> almost has too much respect for myth Mm. and i think he ends up oversimplifying his stories because of it 
Yeah. And I think a lot of it is him kind of resting on cliches because he feels like, I mean, I said this just earlier in this conversation that cliches work for a reason, but I feel like he does it to a point where it, it becomes overused and boring to the point of, of being boring. It's no longer satisfying to have those things happen because you call them every time. We need a little bit of surprise. We need a little bit. You need to shake it up a little bit. Well, the cliches that work, for instance, were the, the heist cliches, the zombie cliches, those things worked and they make an interesting foundation for your movie. Now you have a full sandbox to play around with. You don't have to kill the people who we know are going to die. You don't have to have the people survive who we know are going to survive. Yep. You don't have to have them die in the way that we know they're going to die. Like <clears throat> the white dude who double crosses them. The minute he mentioned that thing about the tiger, I was like, well, he's going to get killed by the tiger. Right. I said it. I said it. As soon as he's like, there's a zombie tiger. Fu- as soon as he says it, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's getting killed by the tiger. Mm. There's no doubt. Yeah. He's dying by the tiger. And he did. And you can call that foreshadowing. I call it bullshit. <laughs> it's just lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. It's too obvious. It's way too it's obvious. It's too obvious. It's so obvious. Yeah. And that's the thing. I've, I saw something. Somebody said, oh, I was listening to uh, the rewatchables, and they were talking about how foreshadowing is a device that in a lesser filmmaker's hands is a like a, it's a it's bad it's not used well enough all, yeah. all you see it all the time in these movies where you're like wow that was really really obvious foreshadowing is done in a way that like once a thing happens you go oh they hinted at that in scene one yeah that's crazy i didn't even pick up on that you don't you're foreshadowing is not supposed to be well yeah because he said the thing, and then the thing happens. It, like, yeah. oh, I hope a fucking building doesn't it's, fall on my head. And then, like... It shouldn't be formulaic. Yeah. 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 So, it's just stuff like that, where it's like, he's right at the edge of doing something interesting. And then he goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie you were expecting, and that's we're the good. movie you're gonna get. Yep. We're good. We're good. Uh, anyway, so the safe cracker who is not experienced with guns ends up being the hero in the scene, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, saves the black dude. Yeah, he saves him, pushes him into the uh the vault. Which I thought at first I was like, uh What's he going to do? That's not saving him. Yeah, what's <laughs> he going to do? Damned him to have to eat money until he has <laughs> explosive <laughs> diarrhea and dies in the safe. And is exposed of uh radiation poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so he he sacrifices himself in the heroic moment. Yeah. Um, Which I thought was cool. Yeah. I thought he was a really good character i thought they did really well with him he mm. was really funny he was like obviously funny like the the um comedic relief, relief. kind of funny yeah but i thought at least like what he says was actually is actually funny and the way that he acts is he's he was good he was yeah. good whoever that actor was I, matthias schweighofer schweighofer he played dieter i thought he was good yeah th- he I, was i liked him a lot and again like you were saying i think that that trio of of characters played well off of each other. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, we're we're now off to the chase, right? Yes. The yes. horde is coming after them. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to make their way to the top of that hotel. Yeah, or, to get uh, to casino. the helicopter. Yeah, to get to the helicopter. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. 
So <laughs> yeah, so they're all running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The double cross happens around this time, right? Double cross happens like right after they're they've got the money and homegirl gets her her fucking wig split. Mm-hmm. That's when the double cross happens. But they have homie's gigantic saw, right? That carves through an entire cinder block <laughs> yeah. wall, yep. and they make it out. So they get out of there. Yep. So the double cross uh, was kind of. Pointless, pointless because nobody died because of the double cross someone should have died because of the double cross but nobody dies just, just the bad guy just the bad guy yeah yeah and he doesn't even he makes it up to the surface and then dies immediately yeah <laughs> incredible this is so stupid incredible he comes up he looks at his bag and he's like oh i don't have that by the way the other thing i was like why don't they use the head more the head of the queen they yeah. use it towards the end but like he should have I it think they should have done more with that. Speaking of myth, he could have used it like Medusa, you know, yeah, pull it out, yeah, pull and, it out, and uh, 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 uh. like, uh, like uh, in uh, uh, the Mummy Two, the Mummy Returns, Ugh. the guy <laughs> that gets the a, only one who's going to get this reference. Seriously, I am. <laughs> but uh, at the towards the end of the movie, the older dude he finds the Scorpion King's bracelet. After they have made it to the pyramid, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going in. I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm doing this. So they get to the pyramid, and uh, this was this was after. So they had seven days to get to the pyramid, right? Right. The son, uh, Rick and Evie's son, he has the bracelet on, right? Yeah. And he's showing them how to get there. Blah blah blah. They're going there to fight the Scorpion King. I hate that kid. Yeah, he's, I hate he's that just kid. Not good. He's just not good. He's not a good kid. I'm, no. I'm, I'm sorry if you're listening child actor who's <laughs> probably in his mid uh, yeah mid 30s mid, mid to late 30s but yeah fuck you it's not nah i'm kidding it's not good. but he just wasn't yeah it just just didn't he was fun he was fun funny in moments but there was just some stuff from like hey, it's just it's just not kind of he was like a liability sometimes and like whiny. sometimes all the time he was whiny? a complete liability yeah absolute liability the, the worst kind movie. of kids in movies yes all the time you're like oh Especially Why are they here. Especially when I'm sorry, this is becoming the mummy. It's the mummy returns. The mummy now. returns now. When <laughs> it's the mummy returns now. Yeah, I'm gonna put the mummy returns when back here. We start the franchise with them not having this anchor weight of a child. Right. Right. And they're fun and right. they're exciting and they're sexy. Yeah. And then we suddenly have a kid yeah. that we're now just dragged down because you want more kids to go see your movie. Yeah. And we have to deal. We have to deal with the groaning of this eight-year-old. Oh, mom! And like Rick and Evie, who again, I like they look even better than they did in the first <laughs> one. And you're like, how are they sexier? This is crazy. Yeah. And the, there's no chemistry because they're parents now. And right. you're like, ugh. And the kid is exemplify. He's like the 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 more the the compass of your ugh. You know, yes. <laughs> it's like no, I didn't need. He's this. the arrow on the compass, <laughs> and if he's just ugh, ugh. ugh So anyway, <laughs> they, he he gets there. Rick gets him there on time. Incredible scene. He runs at a breakneck pace. Uh-huh. He dives into the pyramid as the sun is coming. Uh, 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 illuminating the shadows and boom mm-hmm. right at the mouth of the or the or the, the the entrance of the pyramid he dives in mm-hmm. saves his son the thing pops off then the old priest picks it up puts it on his wrist and for some reason the bugs won't kill him because he's wearing mm-hmm. the bracelet they don't explain that at all but okay. he just does this move and to bring it back 
Homeboy should have done that with the head. Like the zombies yeah. wouldn't kill him because right. he's got the head. He could have made it all the way out with the. Yeah. They just didn't do enough with that. Why yeah. didn't the coyote switch the the head for the thing? Right. So the I thought that she was immediately going to pull the head out, and use that to get them out of the vault. Yeah. But instead, we like. It's kind of insulting to our intelligence because, like, late she pulls it out so much later, as if we were gonna forget about that, as yeah. if we didn't know that that was gonna happen. It seemed more like they forgot about it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah, she can use the thing to get out of there." She's got the the head thing or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she she doesn't even really. It does. It's it does. It doesn't do anything. No. she still dies. Yeah. Everything that was gonna happen happened Happens. just yeah. a little bit slower. Slow. Yeah. I do like when she dropped the head off the roof and yeah. just <laughs> it just like like a moldy apple. Yeah. Just <laughs> like jelly. I love that. That yeah. was really funny. Yeah. Again, it's stuff where it's like just do more of that. Mm-hmm. That goofy tongue in cheek like this is really funny and kind of scary. Yeah. And there's there's some tension because you don't know who's going to die. I like this. I mean, it's kind of like his Dawn of the Dead. I wanted See, here's the thing. I think I went into this movie based on the intro of us seeing how the zombies were created in the first place, mm-hmm. expecting something more like um, uh, the Grindhouse movie. Um, uh, Not Death Proof, the other one, the zombie one. Terror. Planet Terror. <laughs> yeah. Planet I was expecting Terror. something yeah. a little bit more on the, the same like <clears throat> style of Planet Terror, yeah. right? Because it's... Goofy, gross, <gasps> dumb, but fun. Yeah. That's what they presented to me at first. Yeah. That that title sequence. Yeah. And then And and the way that we get the zombies, the way that it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it becomes so self serious. Yeah. In the worst ways. Yeah. And predictable and boring. And there are flashes of that fun zombie movie that are in there. Yeah. But it always goes back to you know the same predictability that ruins everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as you were saying, uh, they uh, are able to get out of the or get to the top. Mm-hmm. They find the girls who were kidnapped. Yeah, and we don't even need to go into that. Because two of them, no, no, like two of them die. <coughs> yeah, yeah, two of them dies. The, the mom survives. Yeah. The one that we cared about cared about. Right. Um, we we find them because of course we do. And it doesn't even matter at the end because, well, everyone dies. But, like, the whole, <clears throat> this entire, this entire, like, 30 minutes where we have to go into the zombie den and find them, it's just wasted because all of the zombies have left, right? They've all left to to ambush them in the vault, right? Mm-hmm. So that gives you a moment where they, where they can find a uh, homegirl. And then the most obvious of obvious things happens. The rapey guy is is a super zombie. He comes back mm-hmm. and he almost kills one of them. Oh, right. but then he doesn't. Which I'm like, then why <laughs> did we do all of why this? Why bother? If he's not going to bite the daughter or bite the mom mm-hmm. or kill Batista, why did we do this? Yeah. Because he shows up. Grabs the one girl and then almost immediately gets shot in the face and it's over. He might as well have been killed in that first opening moment. Yeah. It, it made no difference. Makes zero difference. The only thing that he established 
is that they have the ability to create super zombies and uh, stupid zombies, shamblers. Right. That all he that's all he's there to do is establish that that's a thing. And again, it goes back to Zack Snyder planting seeds for a sequel mm-hmm. rather than write a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like working towards the future because if he was thinking about this movie. He would have given that guy more to do. Yeah. Instead, he's thinking about his five movies in the future. How can I turn this into a series? And he's establishing a thing that we're going to revisit two movies or the next movie later. And it's like, no, 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 dude. We need to focus on what the assignment. Yeah, the first one. Let's let's focus on this yeah. first. Because as it stands, that guy was useless. Yeah. Of course, he's a rapist. That's obvious. Of course, he's going to get his comeuppance. Yeah. Obvious. And then you turn him into a super zombie. We established that. I thought he was going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would have made kind of poetic sense for him to do that. Yeah. To be more than to be more of a danger than just uh, a threat early on as a human and then nothing. Yeah. As a zombie, he's kind of pointless. He's uh, like you said, dispatched like nothing. He, yeah. So, OK. Boom. That's done. Batista. Oh, by the way, this is another thing I had an issue with. I don't know the layout of Vegas, so excuse me if I'm like way off base here, but it seems that once they make it to the roof and they have to go back for his daughter, they take that helicopter really far. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how she made it there on foot without getting murked. Mm-hmm. She was in Reno. And yeah, and she <laughs> she made it back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I uh, I just uh, I just want to just throw that gauntlet out there. I like I said, I don't know the layout of Vegas. Yeah. I don't know if like maybe she had to she went, maybe, had to fly the helicopter around and get it back to the building that's next to them. Maybe, it yeah. looked like she had to fly pretty far yeah. to get to the uh, zombie nest. Maybe she's like on the other end of the strip and had to go like all the way down the strip. Right. And I'm just like, how did she do that on foot? I just don't know how she did it. You know, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I just throw that out. It's there. hard to it do that with the living zombies that are there right now. Right. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. Fucking Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Okay, so they make it. Uh, they save the the mom. They get back to the roof. Two of them get. Two of them die. Two 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 people who, I mean, I don't even remember their faces. <laughs> They could look yeah. me right in the eyes, and I and I wouldn't know if they worked at Publix or if they were in a fucking multi-million dollar movie. <laughs> I've never met you, ma'am. I can't say. I, I'm sorry. I've never met this person. I yeah. Yeah. They die. Somehow. Who cares? I don't even remember. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. We yep. make it to the roof. They get to the roof, uh, and then, of course, as they're boarding, yes, guess who shows up? King Dingling. King Dingling. King Dingling of the Zombie Brigade. Uh-huh. And uh, so in order to save everyone, because he's a fast guy uh-huh. and pretty impervious to regular bullets, I guess, unless they just haven't been shooting him in the head. Oh, he put well, on he that put helmet. The, yeah, he put, put the, the helmet, helmet on. Yeah, smart. Okay. And so uh, in order to save them, the coyote, the coyote. Uh, takes out the, the queen's head, which stops him. <clears throat> we have a bit of a standoff. Yeah. Uh, everyone else boards the helicopter. 
Uh, they start to head off. Oh, no, not not even. They're waiting for her to make a move. And then the King Dingling throws <laughs> his rod <Yeah>. at her. <laughs> Impales her. Impales her to the wall. She drops the queen's head. It explodes on the floor. And just a glorious <laughs> It's beautiful. Like yeah. A, just a, a bad tomato. It's awesome. Beautiful. Um, so anyway, the rest of the crew gets away uh, as they're flying away. Gets away. Yes. They don't get away because <laughs> he impales her mm-hmm. and then completely abandons his kingdom and dives into the helicopter. helicopter. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have a fight mm-hmm. on the helicopter. Batista gets bitten. Because, of course, he does. Sure. Has to happen. Uh, <clears throat> there's a struggle. Uh, Tignataro takes a bullet. Yeah, takes Keep, a bullet. Keeps control of the, the uh, helicopter. Somehow. Uh, eventually, it's his daughter who kills the king, right? No, no, no. He kills him. Okay, okay. Yeah, he finally gets a she she like distracts him. I think she hits him in the head yeah, or something. Yeah. And then uh he turns around and Batista puts one right between she, like, the eyes. It's, I think hits him with like a, a fire extinguisher or something. Yes, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. it's fire extinguisher yeah. and then yeah. Batista puts that final shot on him. Mm-hmm. Click clack blow. Yep. And then we see the nuclear warhead coming in. It hits Vegas, mm-hmm. uh makes the helicopter crash. Crash. Tignataro's dead. Yep. <laughs> Uh, obviously Scott Ward Scott Ward is still alive but obviously going to become a zombie mm-hmm. he has this heart to heart with his daughter yep they make amends yep <laughs> yep he turns into a zombie she kills him yep good night good night Irene then the movie's still not over no and it's long from over. Yes. Like a, like a long mo- scene. This yeah. is a long stinger. So the guy who was saved by the safe cracker that was put into the safe comes out into a nuclear wasteland. Yeah. Literally ground zero. Yep. Uh, just gets out of there. No radiation he's poisoning. Fine. No, he's just he's not worried about it. Doesn't have a mask on. Nothing. Barely has a shirt on, honestly. Yeah. Yep. So he has the money. Uh, he's able to get away. Uh, he ends up buying a private jet. Where's he taking it to? I forget. Uh, I don't think he says. He just gets a jet. I don't think. I don't think he says the destination. Okay. Well, he's taking it somewhere, and he's living it up, having champagne. Yeah, and lobster. And lobster, of course, because we love cliches. Yep. And uh, he starts to feel a little weird. A little woozy. I feel a little woozy. woozy. He goes to the bathroom to reveal he was bitten. He was bitten. How? No one knows. Because I I thought back on that scene and I was like, there was I don't remember a moment where a zombie got close enough to him, <clears throat> other than the one the big guy that he was fighting. Yeah. But that dude didn't bite him. He slapped him around, threw him around, but he didn't bite him. And I think if we're if we're going with the idea that this is the beginning of a continuation, uh, we would need him to have been bitten by that king zombie, right? To be a smart zombie, he to would just be a shambler. Other people, right? Right? Because he's just sh- if he's just a shambler, he's way less of a risk. Yeah. Than a smart. I mean, one. even if like uh, even if he 
even if he bites everybody on that plane, they're in the air, right? So yeah. if he bites the pilot, the pilot crashes the plane, maybe they don't get incinerated. There's no way all four of them walk out of that plane crash and just go, ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh, to fucking Kansas. Right. And then, you know, by the time they make it to Kansas, like you said, if if he is just a shambler and wasn't bitten by the super zombie, they... Zack Snyder has already clearly established that the military is prepared for this threat right. and they will contain it almost immediately. Yeah. So as soon as somebody calls and says, yo, we got more that zombies. shit that happened in Vegas, yeah. they'll just quarantine it off and contain it. And yeah. it'll be easy. It like, As long as it's not one of the super zombies, they will contain it easily. So it doesn't really set up even if it a isn't, sequel. Even if it isn't. They were able to do it in Vegas with a super zomb- two super zombies. Yes, that's right. They Three. did. They established. Yeah. And he was creating an army all the while they were going in there with these spec op teams and right. saving people. Yeah. Uh, and then they contained it. So even if he even if he is a super zombie, if he's just one, there I think the idea is he is the new king zombie. Mm-hmm. But they don't establish that he like you said, they don't establish that he gets bit by the king zombie. So we're just gonna go <clears throat> he's the new king zombie because he's muscular and sexy. That's it. That's just really the only reason. And then that's how the movie ends. Right. Roll credits. Finally. He looks at his arm. He goes, he laughs at the cruel irony of Zack Snyder's writing. (laughs) (laughs) And then credits roll. Yeah. And that's the movie. Thank you. Yeah. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Buddy. Buddy. Should I go? Should I grab the beers? Yeah, please. Yeah. Please do. Keep, keep going. I'll grab the beers. Oh, sorry. (sighs) Ah. So, you know, I, I feel the need to say this, and Marco, you can chime in when you're back, but, you know, I I was a very big fan, and still am, of the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, I think it's one of the best modern zombie movies, period. Yep. And that, unfortunately, gave me super high hopes for this movie. Maybe unfairly. I don't know. Say what you will. Uh, But the fact that there was so much potential in this movie, not only based on how good that movie is, the Dawn remake, um, but based on just the premise alone, it it could have been the super fun heist film with the backdrop of zombies. It makes perfect sense. Thank you. Um. But the fact that it turned into the, just this really dumb <coughs> shoot 'em up movie is just super disappointing to me. Absolutely, like it, it makes it that much harsher for me to uh, of a pill to swallow that yeah. this is how this movie ended up. Yeah, and I, I mean, want to know your opinion in particular because you are the heist movie guy. Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel as like as the heist movie guy going into this with the expectation of it being a heist movie and then not really even being a heist movie i mean i i can't even i can't even really uh explain the disappointment of like how quickly they abandon the heist element of it i was thinking <clears throat> if you rework this movie my idea is strip it of all its emotion Mm-hmm. Fuck the uh, husband daughter bullshit. Fuck this 
he was a Medal of Honor guy and now he's flipping burgers. Fuck that bullshit. Fuck that. Get that out the way. I, I love the title Medal of Honor guy. <laughs> Medal of Honor guy. Fuck that. Fuck this um, uh, love connection between him and the Hispanic chick that just kind of plumes out of thin air yeah, because yeah. they don't and goes nowhere they have zero chemistry so yeah. we have no idea that they're into each other right there's like, no there's no like subtle like oh. you know there's literally no moment where they flirt with each other that establishes that there is any feeling between them until yeah. she says it in the end and gets her fucking neck cracked <sighs> remove all of that dude okay <clears throat> you make you make just a a, a, a motionless like Ocean's Eleven meets Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You, you strip it of all its emotions so that you don't have to deal with any of these stupid B-plots. Yeah. And you just have a clever hombi- a, a zombie movie mixed with a heist film because the tension is already high in a, in a heist film. Sure. It's inherently one of the biggest parts of heist movies is the tension of like, how are they going to do it? Are they going to make it out? Who's going to survive? Right. Are they going to get caught? Mm-hmm. Who's going to fuck up the plan? Is the plan even good enough? How much money's actually in the vault or whatever? Yeah, yeah. All of that, right? But, but getting caught in the stakes of it being a zombie outbreak is like... Just it, raises the yeah. stakes to the heavens. Yep. It's already enough mm-hmm. to have a good movie. It was enough. You didn't need all this other stuff. It was already enough. Yeah. He had enough material and he went and fucked it up yeah. by adding all this other bullshit. It's like, Zack Snyder, I hate to be the one to tell it to you because I'm a talentless hack, <laughs> but you cannot write emotion. He's just not good at no, it. No, he's not good at it. He's just not good at it. It just doesn't work. It doesn't translate. It never works. No. And every time I'm left going, what was I supposed to feel? Love? Disappointment? anger like what am i supposed to feel from these characters and how you write them so yeah as a as a person who once i found out it was a heist film it wasn't just army of the dead it was a heist movie i was like fuck yeah let's Mm. go how do you fuck that up this is how (laughs) (laughs) two and a half hours that's how that's how you fuck that up Uh, so mm. so how do you feel about tignataro as marianne peters Mary Ann Peters. We had an off-the-mic conversation about this, so I want you to have the floor. <clears throat> All right. I just want to say this, okay? Tignataro in this movie is passable. She does her job, and that's all you can really ask of that character, right? Mm-hmm. I have no issues with Tignataro being in this role. Yeah. I think she does, like I said, a passable job. She does enough that she's not distracting there's nothing like if she was in the film if the, if take away all the controversy of like the crystalia stuff and like how she's in the movie you take all that away and you still have her in this film i think she works yeah it uh, works. If, if people don't know uh, originally crystalia was supposed to have this role yes they apparently filmed principal uh, photography was basically done right and they had to go back and redo some of the interactions between uh, Delia's character and the rest of the characters and then the stuff that they couldn't bring them back for she was basically just green screen <laughs> so they don't know this is a green screen oh sorry Ooh. Yeah. little little inside baseball there wow. sorry about that <laughs> inside the actors inside the podcast studio I don't like that so 
you take all that away and I think that you still she still does well enough that I mean I'm not distracted by the fact that I'm thinking about Crystalia in that role that's not I don't have an issue with that yeah what I do have what I do take issue with is these articles and this this praise that's being heaped on her as if she's done something that we've never seen before as if this is something so mind-blowingly original mm-hmm. that she is what you walk away from at the end going you know the movie i can take it or leave it but tignataro was an absolute revelation mm-hmm. it's just not <laughs> what happens it is not she does her job and she does it well enough that she's not a distraction but to say that she is that Collider article that I shared, there's a Collider article that yeah. basically says that she is, she, 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 her role is this blockbuster character portrayal, and it's just not. She does, if you substituted her with literally any white male comedian, mm-hmm. It, they would have done the exact same thing. So you're saying she's taking the jobs of white male comedians. And good for her. <laughs> good for her. My my only pushback to that is, in that case, it's fine then, right? Like, <clears throat> she did her job. I have, I take zero issue with her being in the movie. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, they just put her in because Chris D'Elia was like talking to young girls and being weird. So we like put this, you know, this like beacon of, of, of like, I guess, sexual expression and like being free and like, you know, overcoming society's obstacles. And like, she's a person who represents that for a lot of people while also being incredibly talented at her craft. You bring her into the movie, and I do think that is a it is a political move. There is sure. you cannot ignore the fact that there is some part of it that is a little bit motivated. Well, do you think that uh, in an optimistic way, the studio or Zack Snyder himself was looking at it as an opportunity to kind of right the ship in a way? Yes, one thousand percent. Yes, and I'll say this: she, we haven't seen, seen or we haven't said this. But Tignataro is a lesbian comedian. Yeah. Oh, I hope you guys know that. If, if, you, if, you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't know Tignataro, yes. Yeah, and, and I do think that it, he took it as an opportunity to go, well, we could, we could put, I mean, we already have a black guy. We have a couple of Hispanic people. Our star is half Filipino. Yeah. So we've gone really diverse. What's the next thing that we can do? Well, we throw a, we could throw a, a woman in there. Well, we've got a couple of women. <gasps> we could throw a lesbian in there. Mm-hmm. Who's a good lesbian actress who could really rock this role? Fucking that would be the first person. Tig Notaro would be the first person that I thought of. Yep. Just uh, objectively, I would have been like Tig Tig Notaro would be good in this role. So fine. I am not. I have no. I have zero issues with that. Mm-hmm. All I am, all I'm upset about is that like people just refuse to temper their expectations and their reactions to things because they want to be the first person to put out their little article where they're like, yeah, and it's like, dog, it's not necessary. I think Tig would tell you herself. It's like I, I went in, I did what I was asked to do, I, 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 I did the role as well as anybody could. Yeah, but the. Here's the thing. I don't even blame Tig because it's not good writing. Yeah. 
So she's working with what she has in front of her. She is being told to basically do like, dog, you're lying to yourself if you know who Chris D'Elia is and you can't see him doing the exact same thing that she did. Mm-hmm. Deadpan, saying goofy Super things. Sar- sarcastic. Yeah. The, like in the article, his part of his point was that the character's motivations were very clear. Uh, all she cared about was the money. She mm-hmm. she'd had no backstory to kind of give her this, um, you know, shitty person with a heart of gold kind of thing. And that is part of the originality of the character. And Tig brought something to that that kind of like made that even more original. And it's like, but no. Yeah. Anybody could have done that. And to not have a backstory to that character doesn't make them more original. It doesn't make that trope more original. It Yeah. I think, see, for me, I, I remember when we were first talking, like, first reactions of this movie uh, off mic, I brought her character up as a highlight of the movie. And I still think that. <clears throat> I don't think she's a good actor. But I did, <laughs> I, did, I did like the character. And I liked it. I liked her because of that matter-of-factness, that bluntness, and that kind of uh, deadpan nature to her yeah and you know on on top of that it's it's refreshing that we have a lesbian character who isn't a lesbian character right you know she's she's just in the movie just in the movie yeah Yeah, like it 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 has no bearing on her character and um well that's partly because it wasn't written for her i think i think given Zack snyder's track record if he knew he was casting tig it would have been more ham-fisted yeah 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 i mean that's that is maybe it was just a happy coincidence that she was written like a character as opposed to a lesbian trope. Yeah. Um, but either way, that's what we ended up with. And I, I found her character pretty refreshing. And even though it, it I still don't think Dignitar was a very good actor. I liked her in the role. You know what? The highlight, in my opinion, of, of her performance is the moment where they're they're. Uh, they're just starting out. They've just got into Vegas, and she's like, you know, you know that guy's going to double cross us, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Her, like, that part I thought was incredible. And <clears throat> I thought, oh, that's hilarious. They're going to play with that whole, mm-hmm. this guy's a double cross, this guy's a this, this guy's a that. They're going to play with the tropes, and then the guy who I think is going to survive is not going to survive. Yeah. And the guy with, you know what I'm saying? I thought he yeah. was going to subvert our expectations because she was so self-aware of the fact mm-hmm. that, like, you know this dude's a piece of shit, right? Yeah. I, I know I'm saying it, and I sound fucked up, but this guy sucks, yeah. and we should sacrifice him right now. Fuck him. That's basically what she says. Yeah. And I was like, that's tremendous. Yeah. I love that. But, uh, again, with everything that he does, he just doesn't. He just doesn't go the whole nine with it. He I just, I took that a different way. Um, I took that as we would have some self awareness in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, with and playing with those tropes and saying like, we're gonna know, we're gonna even if we go through the tropes as they stand, there's gonna be self awareness and some parody with this, some yeah. humor played with it that. Told you he was going to do that. Yeah, right. Something like that. Right. If she even had a moment where she said that. Yeah. It was like, I fucking told you yeah, guys. Called this, it. Like, funny. Right. I like that. Yeah. But that, no. Uh, no. No. No, because she's taken out of the movie, presumably because she's not really there. They have to just put her on the roof and then kind of forget about her. Yeah. Uh, 
okay, so I want to go through just uh, the daughter survives, obviously, because she has to. Uh, she's like the 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 savior trope, mm-hmm. and she has to the, you know the ultimate sacrifice or the ultimate um, tragedy for her is losing both of her parents to this thing. So then, if they do make another movie, I wonder who's gonna be the lead. I wonder who's gonna be this battle hardened soldier. Both but, of her parents have died because of this tragedy, and she's been training herself for the last five years. Which I wouldn't necessarily mind if. I'm sorry, this character, maybe I'm blaming it on the character, not the actor, because I haven't seen her in anything else. Yeah. But if this character had any kind of unique qualities, some charm, yeah, anything other than just being the angry daughter. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, she's so... It's bland. It's oh, just like, I'm not excited to see anything else from this character. Oh, there's, there's moments where it's just like, uh, I... I I guess I guess you know nerdy incels are are sending her messages on her socials, blaming her for the movie and stuff. Like why? Well, you know you know how they you know how they are now. These fucking nerds, they watch a movie. She's and then, pretty. I hate you. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. They watch a movie and they go, that thing actually happened, and now I'm gonna find the actress and I'm gonna fucking send her death threats because I don't think she's getting like serious messages yet. But I saw some shit on. I guess she she made a TikTok where she's like. Don't blame me for what happens in the movie. I didn't right. uh, I didn't write it. Write the movie. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> actor. An actress. So, um, but yeah, I mean, she she just so clearly plays plays up the trope of being the angry daughter, and it's like uh, <clears throat> she does think like going off after they have got the money, and then she dips it and goes off to find her friend mm-hmm. in what is basically a war zone. Yeah. Just it just it it just annoys me because it's like it's just so unrealistic. They the things that they even the small things that they had been through to get to that vault, the characters who've died, the zombies that they saw. It just I I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't know. I just don't encounter brave people like that in my life (laughs) who would do that. I just don't see that happening i just don't see someone breaking off from the group alone with a pistol and going i gotta find my friend i'm gonna yeah. run down the vegas strip where there's zombie tigers walking around right and i'm gonna find my friend i just don't see I, it i've got 10 shots that's more than enough that's all i need i just don't see it yeah but sure fine she makes it all the way to the to the nest without encountering one shambler she's she one, is the lone survivor yeah. of this entire story so batista i'm just batista shouldn't have died no that's he just shouldn't have died no no he didn't need to there's nothing poetic about it it's one of the most obvious things that happens in the movie he gets bit in the neck. He has his moment with his daughter, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, you could have just had them both survive. And you know what that would have done? You know what it would have done, Zach? It would have subverted our expectations. <laughs> and you know, in a weird way, it was almost like my expectations were subverted because I was expecting something. Like, why? 
<laughs> well, no. An I was, hour and a half into the movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to go exactly the way I think because, everything's Because go. I was like, there's no way they can kill him off, right? There's no way. Like, yeah. after everything that this movie has put him through, uh, the relationship building he's had with his daughter, finally. Yes. Yeah. All Keep going. <laughs> For nothing. For nothing. We wasted two and a half hours on these characters, for not for this one character that I don't care about. Yeah. To make it out. That's speak it. on it. That's it. So the entire time I was going, okay, look, let's let's try to find a way to make this work, okay? Because he was like bit in the neck or something, right? Right, right. And I'm like, okay. I was having the same. I was like, dude. okay, so they they obviously can't like cut his shoulder off. Yeah. Uh, what if? The radiation from the nuclear <laughs> blast ends up being like the antidote right. to being bitten. Right? Like, uh, there's like an antidote on the plane just in case the white dude made it to the top by yeah. himself or we something. We find some way. The movie keeps going. It keeps going. <laughs> yep. He falls asleep. Yep. And I go, okay, well, I guess we're That's just going to have him die. He's just dead. And no, I'll, dude. Ugh. Exactly what you said. You, you put this guy through hell. Absolute hell. And what does he get for his trouble? Dying and then having his daughter have to re-kill him? Well, and then not only that, but, like, at least she could have gotten the money. You know, like... Right. She got pennies compared to what they robbed. Yeah. $50, mi $50 million? <laughs> and what does she get? Ten grand? If that. <laughs> she <laughs> he, got a handful. He pulls it out of his fucking drawers and he's yeah. like, I mean, you know, this is all I could fit in there. Right. At what point did he shove that into his vest? No idea. And why? <laughs> because just, just in case there was never a moment until they were in danger that they thought they were in danger. Yeah. So why did he shove that into his vest? He's a sneaky fella. So those zombies are his girlfriend, friend, wife, whatever. She gets her fucking neck split all the way around like an owl. And at that moment, he's like, well, before I get out of here, I have me... to get a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. You put this guy through hell. You kill him anyway. The daughter survives. The black dude survives where you go, dope. Mm -hmm. Black people don't survive in horror movies. So he survives. You're like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. You know yeah. what I thought was going to happen? Mm. I thought he was taking that private jet to go to the Japanese dude. Mm. And I thought the movie was going to end with him putting a bullet in the Japanese dude. Mm. And I was like, let's go. Finally, some feel good in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm going to get some reward for sitting through this. Yep. No. Nope. He's bit. Also, if someone bites you hard enough to break your flesh, that's not something that you just look over. <laughs> That's not something that you, you forget know about. Yeah, you know, you know it. it. Yeah, he got bit in the tricep. You know, how somebody pinches you in the tricep. You're like, dude, don't ever touch me ever again. That hurts so much. <laughs> there is so much fat there. Mm -hmm. I'd never work out my triceps. Why would you do that? He got bit there, and he found out twelve hours later. He was like, oh fuck Whoopsie. me. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, so that was bullshit. I hated that. Yeah. Um. The white, the the double crosser, double crossing, and then dying the way he died. Saw that coming. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What else? Super tropey, super easy, super just. Well, I mean, like the uh, the rapist, the rapist. The way, yeah. yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, hmm. I think just. I mean, the corporation being evil. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was a pretty yeah. Um, that he couldn't have just been the bankroll. Like you know what I liked about one of the things that I liked about Inception <clears throat> was Ken Watanabe's character is very upfront about his ex- what he wants from the team. Yeah, he's like. My competition is about to become a monopoly, and this can't happen. You have to fuck his brain up to the point that he breaks up his own company mm-hmm. because we can't have that. He he will be a superpower in the energy field, and we can't have that. Right. I can't have that. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. He's super upfront about it, right? His uh, motivations are clear. Yeah. There's no weirdness about it. And then... He says, and you know, Dom's like, you know, if you fucking, if you double cross me, like, that's it. I'm going to step off the plane. I'm going to go to jail for life. So like, I need to trust you. Yep. And he's like, dude, you do this for me. You step off that plane. I make one phone call. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. And then whether you want to believe that it happened or it didn't happen, I'm not here to make that debate. It did happen. I believe that it did happen. (laughs) I'm one of the optimistic people. I want to believe. I want to believe that it did happen. He does make the phone call. He gets reunited with his family. You get a happy ending, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that every movie has to be a happy ending, obviously. But what I am saying is, like, you have to make these characters' motivations clear. And if their motivations aren't clear, then you have to do it in a way that's, like, it, it makes it, – it's clever that <clears throat> um, – like, the Japanese dude in this movie, which I keep forgetting, forgetting his fucking name. His name is Tanaka. Tanaka. He's really good in, like, everything that he's done. Yeah, he's been in tons of movies. Yeah, he's awesome. He's even good in this with the limited amount of material yeah. that he's given. Yeah, he, he brings something to it. His motivations are clear, too. The His insurance company has already covered the $50 million that he was supposed to be covered for that, right? Mm-hmm. So then he's like, now you guys go back in there and steal it, and that's 100 mil, dog. You kidding me? Yeah. Or two hundred million. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fifty million was their cut. Two hundred right. million dollars is insured. That's already enough. That's good enough. Yeah. Why do we need anything else? That's good enough motivation. Two hundred million dollars insured, untraceable money. You get fifty million dollars cut, and you can cut it however you want. And what do they do? This fifty million for me, fifty million for you, fifty million for you, and then fuck the rest of them. We'll just give them like five hundred grand. Yeah, I love that. I loved that. Yeah, I was like, yes, that's what people would do. Yeah, you got your team, yep. and you got these randos. You gotta give them like two hundred fifty yeah. grand. Hired like, work. Them. Yeah, <clears throat> I loved that. Yeah. So like, make their motivations clear. Okay, if the motivations aren't clear, and you want to, you want to hint at the fact that there's something else going on. Well, then do that. But then, like, just the way that they do it in this, it's just like, yeah, he has two army generals in his house. And that's how we're supposed to know (sighs) that, like, there's more to it than that. By the way, why is he even involved? If they need a sample of a zombie, then just go get it. Sure. Yeah. People have been in and out all the time. All the time. They could just go to the coyote and go, you know this place, right? Get that dude. Mm-hmm. Get that fucking... The way that they capture the queen, they could have done that any time yeah. that they wanted to. They could have done it like uh, Lost World, Jurassic Park. 
just come in with Humvees. Ex- yeah. Little just roll tracker in things. There. <laughs> exactly. And just snatch Clamp them. Get the fuck out. Why do they need this farce? Because. That's what gives us the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. That's a plot hole. <laughs> uh, anyway. Plot hole, son. <laughs> <laughs> I just understood what you're going for there. Plot hole, son. Won't you come? Uh, okay. So, we've said our piece, I feel. Uh, I feel like I've exercised, exercised demons. With any any uh, mostly negative review on one reel, and I like to end with a positive. You know mine already. It was that entire scene of... The zombies in hibernation. I think that was a really smart, really cool, really tense uh, scene within this movie. Uh, and if the rest of it was that as as tense as that moment, uh, or as fun as a lot of the other elements around this movie, uh, or as good as the premise seemed to be, I think I'd be uh, singing a different tune. Yeah. But what is your positive takeaway from this movie um i think the the most positive thing that i could probably take away from this is that um i think like i said before the french dude i think he did really well i thought he was i, I think I, he's german oh is he german i think he's german. oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're right you're right he is german um i think uh that was a standout role for him i think he did really well um i really i really sometimes you you get these um uh, comic reliefs and you're just like it's just not funny yeah. it's just too forced especially in a Zack Snyder movie oh. he's terrible at comedy usually oh, terrible, terrible. But I feel like there were some moments there yeah he had some moments and I liked him a lot I think my biggest takeaway from this movie and I think you'll agree with this Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. he is proven to be leading man caliber yeah I think that he does enough that he should be <clears throat> I mean he's an older guy now so it kind of sucks that he didn't crack into this like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But as far as like wrestlers turned actors, I can safely say that I think he's the best to ever do it so far. I think he's better than The Rock. Sorry, we did drink your tequila. We didn't mention that, but we did drink your tequila. <laughs> Terramana. It was yeah, really Terramana's good. good. Yeah. It was delicious. As an actor, uh, I mean, we could do another podcast about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. True. I would say that I think as far as wrestlers turned actors are concerned, that Batista is a legitimate actor and he takes his roles very seriously and he does varied roles. And then when you slot him into what he should be good at, which is, you know, an ex mercenary army guy, he's sure. got the look, he's got the attitude. He does it well. Yeah. He did it well enough that like I would love to see him I mean, he's probably got I'd say, I don't know, maybe five, eight years of movies like this mm-hmm. left in him before he has to like transition to like, you know, Schwarzenegger roles, like the older muscular guy where you're like, why yeah. is he still doing this? <laughs> I think legitimately he still looks good enough to do like five more years yeah. of this. Uh, he himself has said he's backing away from Drax. Right, because he can't, he just can't, can't maintain, maintain the, he's yeah. li- I mean like you have to have compassion for the guy. You do. Drax, sure. Drax as a character, I mean, he's literally shirtless the whole movie. The entire time. Never even gets 
a, a, a shirt. Like, at least there's a scene where a character's wearing a shirt. There is a moment in the first movie where he has a chance to wear a shirt, and he goes, Ugh, and he yeah. throws it. Yeah. So they're like, oh, he's never going to wear a yeah. shirt. No. So, yeah, you have to have... <clears throat> and Batista spent his entire career wearing briefs. <laughs> right. <laughs> he had to work out like eight hours a yeah. day. That's all he ever did. So, so he's like, I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> and I respect. So, like, now he can kind of slim down a little bit and just stay in shape, but do movies like My Spy and Stuber and stuff like that. Uh, if he just gets a well-written movie, I think I just like Batista a lot. I mean, I was a fan of him as a wrestler. Yep. I always liked him as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So when I seen him transition to these roles, I'm like, this dude's legit. Yeah. He's taking it seriously. He gives a fuck about it. He's not just doing these action movies. And like you can give you could throw Cena a little bit of credit. He's done some weirder movies. He's been self-deprecating sure. and stuff. And I appreciate that. But Batista, the movies that he's chosen or that he's been able to uh get, um not not barring Dune. I'm hoping that he doesn't. Yeah, we'll really see well how Dune, Dune goes, yeah. Um, but he looks legit in Dune. Mm-hmm. I wish he was. I wish he had an hour's worth of material for uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. I thought. Uh, remember the um, the little mini movies. Yeah, the shorts. The movies? Yep. Oh, he was incredible in yeah. his. Yeah, yeah. I so that is the one thing I take away from this is like he turned down a role in Suicide Squad to I be the lead in this. In the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Like the Coyote. Right. Yeah. And I think that was a good choice. I think yeah. that the, the Suicide Squad will probably crush at the box office and it might it's probably going to be better than this movie yeah because james I, gunn is helming it so james but gunn I, also writer of uh the dawn of the dead remake right yeah and uh since those these paths are crossing again hopefully you know maybe the sequel to this army of the dead 2 maybe james gunn reunion i don't know but uh i think for all intents and purposes it was a good choice for for batista to turn down a cameo in that movie to be the lead in this to prove to people once and for all that he's not just a character actor or a bit player or the big guy in the movie. Right. He can he can rock a movie. He can yeah. just he can just you can just hang your hat on Batista's gonna be able to keep this together. Mm-hmm. So I think he just needs to keep I guess he should focus on trying to be a leading man <laughs> while he has the time. Yeah, and then focus on those side roles that he's gotten in these prestige films, uh, interesting roles. Yeah, that that would be my advice as an agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. I I'm excited to see what Batista does next because I think he does have, he has the thing to be a leading man. Yeah, and I'm excited to see him get a uh, script with cojones that yeah. can really take him over the top at least once, you know, even those, even the bullshit emotional scenes that he was supposed to have where you're like, Oh, this is so forced and just so poorly done. Even in those scenes, you're like, well, I believe Batista. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe what he's yeah. feeling, you know? Yeah. It's, it, I believe him as a heartbroken dad. Yeah. Who, like tried, but like didn't have the emotional intelligence to deal with having killed his mother or his wife and having to still raise his daughter in this world. Like, I believe him as that guy. It's, uh, I think it's really rare to find a, a big physical presence that also can play with heart. Yeah. And I feel like he can. Yeah. In a more quiet and, like, kind of understated way that I think is really unique yeah. to him. Uh, I don't feel like The Rock has that. If he, it, 
either he doesn't have it or we haven't seen he's it. He's just yeah, he's never had the opportunity. Yeah. Because so. The Rock is just so happy with being the smiling, charismatic guy. Yeah. That he's just like this this will give me a hundred million dollars. He, box he almost has too much charisma. Yes. You know? I would say and this is going off a little bit, but I would say that that's one of Will Smith's fatal flaws. Will too much, Smith has too much sauce. Too much sauce. Yeah, he does. There's just too much sauce. Sometimes he's in roles, and you're just like, "This is I Will Smith." Wish, I just wish that he was just doing more Will Smithy stuff because, like, I don't believe him as this guy. Yeah. Well, I think that is what uh, Batista doesn't have. I think he can fit roles uh, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. I think we set our piece. Warm up the fire. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think we only have one last thing left to do. Which is give us a review. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> How many bottle caps are we giving it today, Marco? Army of the Dead. I would give it... Because uh, as a film, the way that it looks... I think looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's a fun looking movie. There's fun moments. It's just all the nitty gritty that just brings it down. I gotta give it a two and a half. I had two and a half out of six. I have to. There's enough positive that keeps it from just you know just getting dunked on completely, but there's just not enough. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it was a two and a half out of six bottle caps. I guess out of six reels. Yeah, six reels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I feel like visually there are moments where it is stunning. I think Zack Snyder continues to be a a very uh, a, a visual genius. I will go as far as to say, um, but that only goes so far when you're watching two and a half hours of a film of any kind. Yeah, uh, I think he really needs to either work on his writing or get people who know how to write. Just transition to just being a director. Yeah, he's not a good writer director. He no, is a no. good director. Yeah, and I, I think that. Proof is in the pudding. If you look at his filmography, all of the movies that he's written, they're not as good. They're not as good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I, that would be my advice, uh, again, as a Hollywood expert. Yeah. Uh, would be to focus more. Yeah, I don't even on know why you're directing. here right now. I mean, most of these. I have to take a call. <coughs> I get it. So we got to wrap this up. Okay, let's do it. Let's wrap it up. I get uh, it. You're, you're on call. I mean, there's a lot of people blowing your phone up. I get it. This has been the One Real In podcast. Uh, tune in for more One Real In episodes. We are going to try to maybe possibly potentially get back into the more Oscar Beatty movies that we plan on getting into originally. Um, you know, since the I guess the pressure's off of us covering all of the Oscar uh, worthy movies of last year, we're going to maybe focus more on just uh you know classics yeah. if you will uh both modern and old and maybe throwing in an army of the dead here and there just to you know have a little bit more fun yeah. hopefully yeah um anyway we appreciate you listening please like subscribe share everywhere podcasts are bought and sold mm-hmm. uh do you think we got it i think we got it obi well if he thinks we got it We got it. (laughs) Do I Doug I Doug (laughs) Marcotta?